Oshiokyo, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha, and in this episode we'll be talking about Acts 47 to 49 of the Dream slash Dead Moon arc in the Sailor Moon manga. We've made it to the end. Can you believe it? It's crazy. I can't... I Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're almost done with the Sailor Moon manga. That That's what blows my mind. It's... Uh, it's it's exciting, you know. I mean, and the, we're almost done with the anime too because mm-hmm. it it's ends off. Well, I mean, uh, almost done with the original anime. Yeah, we have less than we have like what eighty episodes left of the anime, something like that, if I recall yeah. correctly. So good for us, honestly. <laughs> I'm surprised we got this yeah. far. <laughs> well, I mean, after this, we'll only have one more season. So yeah, and then. Um, then we'll have to jump into the musical slash the live action. And honestly, I want to jump into the live action next. I can't wait. It comes much later, but like, I desperately need you to watch the live action. I know. And I'm, I'm glad we finally have like time and a reason to like sit down and just work through them. It's, it's really given me, um, a focus, you know, to be like, mm-hmm. okay, I have to have like a deadline. It's like, okay, by this date, I need to have, you know, this section of the manga read or these episodes watched, you know? Yeah. So it's it's gonna be exciting. I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah. It's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I only saw a part of the first season when when I originally watched the live action. And it's so cute. It is. It's very, very cute. Uh I'm very excited. Okay, so back to the manga. Yes. Act forty six ended pretty dramatically with like Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask like dying. And they, like, yes. fully melt in the arms of the senshi. Like, Uranus and Venus are freaked out. It's straight nightmare fuel. Like, as as beautiful as um, uh, Takeuchi Sensei's um, artwork is, because she's so good at doing pretty people and pretty things, you know? Oh, yeah. She can do some really nightmarish imagery, too, you know, like skulls and, and kind of, like, the implication of gore. Without having, like, vivid gore. Yeah, it's, you know? it's very, like, horror manga-esque. This is why, like, whenever someone to- would tell me that uh, Madoka Magica is, like, a darker version of Sailor Moon, my reaction was always like, have you read Sailor Moon? <laughs> yeah, I, I really? feel like that, I feel like a better way to define Madoka Magica, because it is a subversion, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I feel I feel like it's more of, like, a highlight of how dark magical girl uh genre can be because like there's so many things yeah there's so many things in madoka magica that are in uh there they are in magical girl stories you know Mm -hmm. most of the time we just kind of ignore those parts so it's like oh yeah you know uh people are dying they're dead now it's okay they'll come back you know right (laughs) But yeah, we, we see Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask are dead, then we cut out to the rest of Jubon, and people are on the ground, and this there's like this eternal darkness. Um, Artemis and Luna are in the command center in the arcade. We haven't seen the command center in a while. Um, uh-huh. And they're obviously worried, and Diana's like, okay, I should have never left uh, Chibiusa's aside. I need to go to Small Lady, and like tries to leave, and Artemis and Luna stop her, and they're like, you have to have faith in the sentry. There's absolutely nothing you can do. Yeah, yeah. That's um something they do in the anime a lot. And I know I've mentioned this before. Is like 
Luna or Artemis, like one of the cats will be like, I can't take this anymore. And they'll like jump in as if they could do something and then just wind up getting wrecked. You know, <laughs> I mean, sometimes they can do something. So, sometimes they do distract like the enemy by scratching up their faces and like mad respect. I, I can understand why they do it. So, anyway. yeah, no, He's, but I, I kind of wonder, I, I doubt this is a response to that. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it just kind of reminds <laughs> it just kind of reminds me of all those moments where it's like, no, 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 you're a tiny kitten. Mm-hmm. We have our own job to do. You need to trust that they can do this. Yeah, it's very clearly there to show how much these cats love the senshi. You know, yeah, it's like we love you. We we want you to be okay. Um, but then we switch perspectives, and instead of just Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask being dead, like, all of the Senshi are dead and melting, and then we see Chibi, we see Chibi Moon and Saturn also on the ground, uh, along with Tuxedo Mask. Uh, and then we see, like, a panel of Sailor Moon, like, with her face melting, looking like the Crypt Keeper. Yep. It's pretty great. And it's truly... I just sat there and I was like, this is some Junji Ito stuff. Like, <laughs> It really, yeah, she really has some of these Junji Ito moments where it's like, oh, wow, if she wanted to do horror manga, I think she could. Oh, for sure. You know, like, for sure. I, I don't know. I, I don't know for sure about the writing side of it. I mean, she can mm-hmm. do some creepy moments, but definitely if she was going to illustrate some horror manga, she could. I mean, you know? <laughs> I think she assists her husband because he's the author of Hunter x Hunter. So I think when uh-huh. she assists him with um, his drawing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. And that's like more of a traditional shonen story. Right. So like, I'm sure there are like some aspects where she's like, oh, I can just go like full blood, gore, horror. <laughs> and people will and, and I mean. He also did Yu Yu Hakusho, right? Yeah, but they weren't together for Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they, they've got this history. He he's got this history of um, like I mean that whole like thing fighting based around and shonen. Shonen. Uh, yeah, and also yeah. the dead. The, the uh-huh. <laughs> so I I'm, I'm wondering if that kind of plays into it having this history of um, ghoulish stuff, you know. I mean, anyways. I mean the the common story, which I don't know if is if it's actually true, but Megumi Ogata was the voice of Kurama in Yu Yu Hakusho, and she's also the voice of Uranus in the Sailor Moon anime. And so the oh, the really? rumor, yeah, the rumor is is that she introduced them to each other, but I think oh, I think that's not true. But it's I like the rumor. <laughs> it's a cute, it, yeah, it's a cute story. We'll we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, anyways, so, uh, so melting, everybody's melting, melting everybody's dying, and the tuxedo mask literally slaps everybody out of it. <laughs> like literally, that that got me. It's like a, <laughs> it's so the weird. power of See, give tuxedo, him a slap. He has never hit anybody that wasn't a villain. No. So it's just wild that he like. I'm sure he was trying to wake everybody up out of it and was just like, okay, I, I just have to hit you now because I'm trying and nothing's happening. Um, and right. then uh, he's like yelling at Sailor He yells at Sailor Moon, but he's yelling at all of them that because like, get it together, we're going to lose the planet. Is that what you want? And Sailor Moon's like, wait a minute. Like, we just pledged an oath to protect the planet. And they look yeah. at each other and it's so cute. And Uranus is looking at them and she's like, you know what? We're going to protect the both of you. <laughs> And then, it actually doesn't look like he slapped uh, his wife. He slapped the other woman, though. 
I noticed that. He shouts and she kind of blinks out of it. But mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. Other senshi, he slaps him. Anyways. He's doing his It best. works though. It, it works, works though. And, and they they point out that um, they like, wow, he's the only one. He broke out of it just from sheer willpower. Mm-hmm. I you know? think part of that is just like having that the purifying power of Elysion or like the unawakened golden crystal. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I think it's, it's combo of both. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they're wanting to emphasize now that Mamoru does have his own inherent power. Just because he's not a senshi doesn't mean he doesn't have power, you know? Right. Um, but anyway, all of the inners and outers come together, form a circle, and they use sailor planet power meditation. Because Zirconia is still up in the air, causing this eclipse with her big face dress. Uh, and they hit Zirconia with all of this power to knock her down. And, like, she she hits the ground. The Senshi are like, we gotta come get ya. And she runs. <laughs> We're gonna come get ya. We're gonna get ya. One way or another, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but she runs yeah. to the Nehalenia mirror and she goes through. And Super Sailor Moon follows her in. But as the other century tried to go in, they, like, just hit the mirror. And so Uranus and Venus are just both, like, trying to force their way in, but they can't, they can't do it. Yeah. Uh, I just quick, just, just to correct myself, I went ahead and just rechecked the manga go again. No, he does slap Usagi. He slaps the whole crew. Anyways. Yeah, he slaps everybody. So they're inside the mirror now. We finally get to meet, um... Maleficent. I mean, Nehalenia. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because, like, Nehalenia tries to do, like, the villain monologue and say, Super Sailor Moon is distracted because she's like, I sense planet power. <laughs> like, I sense guardian power. Um, and she realizes that Saturn and Chibi Moon are trapped in the glass shards, and she's also sensing power from the Amazon orbs, but she doesn't know what that is. Uh, so... Uh, Nehalenia tries to stop her from doing a moon gorgeous meditation, uh, but she does it anyway, and she gets Saturn and Chibi Moon out. So they're freed from their shards, and they're, they're back f- in their yeah, they're free. State. And so Super Sailor Moon and Super Sailor Chibi Moon do a double attack on Nehalenia, who vanishes, and then they hear that Uranus, Venus, and the other Sentry are calling to them, being like, "How do we get you out?" <laughs> yeah, you can't go in. I How love to get you out. I love this part too because they finally managed to get a crack in it, and like Jupiter steps up and she's like, "Okay, it's my turn." Well, what ha- and like, well, what happens is is that Usagi's like break the mirror, so Mercury does a Mercury Aqua Rhapsody, and there's a crack, yeah. and Jupiter's like, "Fuck this," and just punches it. Yeah, she punches it, and it works. It's great. I love Jupiter. It's amazing. I'm just like, God bless you, Mako. This is why you're my favorite inner senshi. <laughs> yeah, she's like, got this. I got this. She punches it. She doesn't do an attack. They don't. She doesn't use any special power. She just punches it. She punches the mirror, and it's cool because we see Nehalenia as the as the mirror is cracking. We see like cracks in Nehalenia's face. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the illusion starts to um, disperse, to yeah. fade. And then we see Zirconia, like, being like, you think you've won, but you haven't. Like, Nehalenia Sama won't die, or whatever. And before um, 
the the moons and Saturn get sucked out of the mirror, Saturn grabs the four Amazon orbs, and then they get yeah. thrown back out. And I put here, uh, there is a gorgeous two-page spread of all the senshi in a dark Tokyo. There are several times in these last three chapters where I'm like, God, I wish this was color. Right. It's um, so pretty. Was the manga supposed to end after this arc again? Um, I think she wanted this arc to be the last, but they're like, give us one more. So she's like, okay. I think it, that, this is why I joke that like that's why she kills everybody in stars is because she's like, I don't want to <laughs> do this anymore. I'm just going to murder everyone. Yeah. Because this one feels like a send-off. You know, they've got mm-hmm. the whole cast. They keep giving a lot of people time, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to say screen time because it's a manga, but, you know, everybody's getting screen time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we see these beautiful depictions. We get to see everybody, their reactions, their powers. It feels like everybody's character art can come to a close with this. Yeah, it's... it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it seems, for a moment, it seems like the bad guy, uh, not really defeated, but seems to be disappearing. Yeah, so the Dead Moon Circus ship that they all came in on, um, falls out of the sky and turns into, like, the size of a toy, and there's no evidence of the circus in the Jibon district at all. Uh, but everything yeah. is still in darkness, and so the outers are like, where did the enemies go? Like, what is happening? And yeah. Usagi and Mamoru immediately are like, we have to go to Elysium because that's where they must be. And they tell everyone, you know, like, you stay here. Everyone's like, okay, let's go. And they're like, no, this is just for us. Uh, you guys stay here. And Chibi Moon is like, absolutely the fuck not. What's happened to Helios? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they kind of look at each other and they look at her and she's like, okay, something's happened and you're not going without me. So the whole team goes. Yeah. And we meet, and now like the main ads who were, in their little purification crystals to protect them, they've come out, they're awakened. And here's the thing. So, like, I actually read the translation notes in the back of the manga of uh, volume 10 of the 2011 release, and they talk about the Maenads, and it's just, like, the Maenads are followers of Dionysus, but the way um, they were written, the way um, this word was written in Katakana, it would have been pronounced Maenads, and those are supposed to be the daughters of Selene and Endymion. Oh, really? Yeah. Which makes way more sense. Meenids? Meenids, yeah. M E E N I D S. I tried looking them up and like there's nothing on Google, but it's in the translation notes. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. So I'd be curious to check. Anyway. Uh these two ladies take them to Helios, who's, like, dead in his cage. Chibi Moon's, like, wake up, and Tuxedo Mask is, like, no, like, he gave the last of his power to protect the Earth, and he's dead now. And Chibi Moon says, like, there's no way he can be dead because you're alive, and the planet's still here. Like, he can't have died. And Uranus is like, uh, hey, you know who else isn't dead? The enemy? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the, the dead moon ship carrying Nehalenia on its prow like, arrived in Elysium. Oh, not Nehel- not Nehalenia herself, but the mirror. Yeah. Uh, and it looks really cool. The ship, it's fun to see the the ship. 
I love that. through coming like coming from like this void of space. Mm. Y- you know what it kind of reminded me of in a really funny way. Hmm. Um, the the American pilot. Because <laughs> you know, remember how they? I have, yeah, 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 yeah. Where they're all like on yeah, the they, little ships in space. They want yeah. They wanted to put them on like sail they they wanted to make sailor moon more literal yeah uh, when they when they were trying to reanimate it it's like um, surfboards with sails on them pretty much right it's, yeah what are, what are those things called anyways i don't, I don't remember but, but it was very much like you can't call them sailor if they're not actually sailors and it's like they're not sailing the, yeah the so sailor they're like sailing on these to the things. sailor suit not the <laughs> right the action of sailing so they're making them like you know space sailors where they're gliding through space, but mm-hmm. this imagery of like this ship with with sails coming down from space uh, just kind of made me think of that a little bit. Yeah, um, the good <laughs> old Spawn Moon. Yeah, what's the name of the? I think it's Raymona on YouTube with uh, all of the Saban Moon stuff. Um, let me look it up real quick so we can let people know. Yeah, I'm pretty she... sure it's Raymona. Because I, I know Saban Moon is a misnomer. Yeah, Raymona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look her up. She's got she's got all the info on it you could ever want. Um, it's amazing. I will try to link her stuff in the show notes if I remember. Yeah. And if I don't, um, like, y'all know how to Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a couple. She's got a couple long videos on it, but they're well worth the watch. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like five hours of content and you should sit down and watch it's really all of it highly recommend anyways to know more about the american pilot um that never aired went to series nothing um okay so we're on act 48 and i love the title page for this because again it's another two-page spread uh if you can find the colored version uh in one of the art books i want to say art book four uh you should this is relatively easy to find but it's so pretty. <laughs> it's everybody it's so in their pretty. eternal costumes, and I love it. Um, anyway, Nahalani comes out. She's up on the bow of the ship. She's like, I'm queen of the dead moon, queen of the new moon, and darkness itself. And then she, like, name drops Queen Serenity of the past life. And she's like, hmm, lady was clever to have her daughter be reborn. And, but she is a moon, like she, meaning the Hellenia, is the, a denizen of the moon and is the true inheritor of the moon kingdom and of earth. Or at least she thinks so. She thinks so. And Super Sailor Moon is like, this planet belongs to the people who live on it. Fuck you. Uh, and does a moon gorgeous meditation. Unfortunately, this does not have the intended, uh, reaction. And instead, like, everything just kind of shatters around them. Nihilini is in a mirror, so when she blasts it, it, it ricochets back. Mm. Uh, it's like they get phantom zoned, or like um, when Sarah breaks the little ballroom scene in the labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I don't know why it took me so long to realize this, but like one thing they say is it's, um, you know, they're trapped in this floating space, um, and there's all these shards around them and uh, Chibiusa says uh, it's like we're in a kaleidoscope. Mm. And it's like this This has been a recurring theme the entire time, mirrors. And of course, 
inside of a kaleidoscope what gives the effect it's a series of mirrors you know right and that's that's been this whole been related to this whole dream world and nightmare world um this recurring imagery of mirrors mm-hmm. and kaleidoscope kaleidoscope is just a a way to view mirrors you know mm. um anyways uh i thought that was cool um i wish i'd notice that correlation sooner but here we are it's like oh oh yeah and then and then we get reflections of the past which is really really cool we get it's, flashbacks to um, lovely the, yeah because after the first season up until now up until we start seeing stuff with helios we kind of stop seeing flashbacks to the moon kingdom before its fall and everybody's yeah, the, rebirth yeah the past life becomes irrelevant yeah, so it we come in with um, S- um, Celine, Princess Serenity's mother, Queen Serenity, uh, who is holding. Oh, she's no, not, Celine. No, Queen Serenity. Oh, this is Queen Serenity. Yeah, the past life is Queen Serenity, and Usagi in the future is Neo Queen Serenity. Whatever scanlation. I thought her name was. No. Huh. Okay, so her mom. Yeah. I don't know if her scanlation calls her Queen Selene, but she is not Queen Selene. She's Queen Serenity. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, Serenity. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we get three three generations of Serenity then, because then Serenity, Neo-Queen Serenity, and then Chibiusa. Yeah. Okay. Which makes so sense. We like, to- we see that in royalty all the time. Huh? Oh, I mean, we see it in my family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know my father, my my brother, and my nephew. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, no, it's not unusual. Anyways, we so we come to Queen Serenity holding baby, uh, Serenity. You know, yeah, baby Sailor Princess Moon. Serenity in the past life, yeah. and it's like, it's kind of like a christening without saying it's a christening because like clearly the baby is not a newborn. She's like a few months old. Uh, and it's like a party because now she's being introduced to like her four, in- to the four inner century who were little children. So we get like little Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, and Venus to be her new guardians. And they, ba- they bow down and pledge their fealty to her. It's very cute. But, like, in the background, Sailor Moon is like, why is Nehelenia's mirror in Queen Serenity's room? Uh-huh. And so she's just like, mm. and But anyway, with the party, you know, the Queen's attendants come out, and it's like, let's party. The, the Guardians They're are very pleased. Gifts. Yeah, yeah. It's very cute. It's very Sleeping Beauty. And then Nehelenia shows up. Yeah. <laughs> I also have a gift. Uh-huh. It's like, why wasn't I invited? And I, like, I don't remember which of, I think it was Mars who was like, you weren't invited because you suck. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it seems like they didn't even know she existed, you know? Yeah, there, there was just, there was a lot of surprise and they're like, you don't belong here. Like, you're not of the moon. You came from outside of it. You snuck in. Yeah. And Nehelenia's- Venus, Venus steps forward and tells her to get the heck out of there. That's who it is. Who's demanding, yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, and then they all join in, but... Yeah. Yeah. Venus Uh, steps forward first. Yeah. And then Nehelenia is like, well, the moon people aren't really of the moon either. You came from somewhere else and you settled here. 
But, like, just accept me because light calls to the darkness and the darkness calls to the light. And, um, you know, just kind of stuff like that. And Queen Serenity's like, I don't have time for this. I'm going to seal you away. And, like, seals her into the mirror. Uh, and as she's being sealed, Nehalenia casts a curse on the baby princess who is now crying that she will die without ever inheriting the throne and the kingdom will fall. And she's like, and it came true. Yeah. Um, it is interesting. Serenity, um, originally, like right off the bat, she tells her, you know, if you're interested in, in peace and, um, you know, living in peace on this planet with us, then you're welcome. But, you know, if you're going to bring hatred and darkness, then, you know, it ain't going to work, you know, but Mm -hmm. she, she, she does give her an opportunity. They don't write her off. I mean, the little, the little cinchy babies, they didn't like her from, from the first moment, but Serenity actually did give her an opportunity, you know, but Nehalenia is like, nope, darkness is a good thing. We need the darkness. You can't have light without the darkness. So, Um, and yeah, so then she bitterly curses them for for rejecting her yeah and neptune breaks us out of this flashback by shouting at nehalenia that she doesn't have the power to cast that kind of powerful curse and yeah saturn reflects that when she was last awakened to destroy uh the moon kingdom and the earth kingdom when queen metallia was attacking she was like oh there was something that i missed when it came to destroying the evil that was here and there's some regret about that but anyway, Nehalenia is like, I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. Uh, I'm going to do my own thing. And then rips the Ginsui show from Sailor Moon. Um, and then Tuxedo Mask collapses in a coughing fit. We're, we're missing something here. Hang on. So the curse took place. Yeah. They had the curse. Uh, and so on one hand... Nehalenia is taking responsibility for the fall of the Moon Kingdom. Yeah. She's saying, it was me. I cast the curse. I'm the reason that happened. Mm-hmm. But Sailor Saturn actually rebuts this. Mm-hmm. Um, Sailor, and it's, there's this really, really cool frame of her reflecting on this. And she said, no one can change destiny. She says um, that the destruction of the Moon Kingdom was inevitable is what mm. she's she's saying so um i think that's very interesting that you know nehalenia feels very powerful she feels like she's the reason that this all came to pass saturn is saying you're just part of what was going to happen anyways you know mm-hmm. um so i just felt like pointing that out because it it, it kind of puts a wedge in how powerful nehalenia actually is or thinks she is um and saturn this basically demigoddess of destruction and death is like no this is how it was going to be with or without you you know right but she still does regret that she didn't like find the dead moon within the the moon and to destroy it that first time around um but yeah anyway nehalenia takes the gensui show uh usagi collapses uh, tuxedo mask also collapses in a coughing fit because you know power uh and then nehalenia using the gensui show and i think she's like the only enemy 
that has ever actually gotten the Ginsui show and really been able to use it. I guess Natalia did for a second when she ate Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask. Mm-hmm. But, like, she, but like, Nehalenia is... knows how to use it. And I, I, you know, they show Nehalenia and Serenity as, it, there's images of them back to back as two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Um, and she came from inside the moon. So I'm wondering if there is a component where one reason she can use it is because she is a true denizen of the moon as they were, just as much as they were, you mm-hmm. know? So. Yeah, it's uh, really yeah. it's really impressive. She really hurts all of the senshi and Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon find their way to each other. And um, they're like, we're not going to give up. And they kiss. And the power is restored. And... Usagi's able to take back the Gensui show and turn back into Sailor Moon. Um, she gives a speech about power. And the Gensui show, which up to this point has been kind of, what would you, how would you describe that shape? Like a diamond shape? Not a diamond diamond. Oh, the, the gem shape. crystal, the gem, tra- oh, what, what shape is it normally? Yeah. It's normally a sapphire cut. Okay. It's a sapphire cut. And then it blossoms open into like a flower. It's very pretty. Uh, and it just washes over all of the senshi with that power. And so the inners, outers, and chibi moon fall out of their senshi transformations and into their princess gowns, which yeah. uh, everybody needs to go look up right now because they're beautiful. I and love their princess gowns. They're, oh, they're all so gorgeous. They're and I love so that- pretty. I I was so excited in rereading this to be seeing them in their princess forms because mm-hmm. that doesn't really get utilized a whole lot. So it's just like, yes, princess time. <laughs> yes. And uh, the cats are transported in human form to where everyone is. And it's I love child Diana, like her whole little outfit. It's so cute. Yeah, the the, the cats they get their human form. They mm-hmm. they transport it there and they take on their human forms and they're just so cute. I love it. It's... That's another reason why this feels like a send-off. We get to mm-hmm. see everybody in their princess form. We get to see Diana, Luna, and Artemis in their human forms. We got to see um, Phobos and Deimos in their human forms. Chibiusa gets her own unique dress mm-hmm. because previously when she's in her princess form, she's usually defic- uh, depicted in just a smaller version of um, Princess Serenity's uh, Usagi. dress. Yeah, Usagi Serenity's. Uh, and she's got this little frilly one. I've seen I've seen it's colored just, pictures of it too. It's yeah, pink. Yeah, it's pink. So. It's this fully pink frilly outfit. It's very cute. I, I prefer it much better to the standard Princess Serenity gown. It's It suits her. She it's needed got, her own. Yeah, and it's got little cap sleeves. It's very cute. Um, very cute. I would 100% dress a small child in that outfit. Uh, dress me in that. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Uh, anyways. Uh, it's very great. And then all of the princess guardians are met by many versions of themselves who, like, introduce themselves as, like, sailor planet guardians. And they're like, you don't forget, like, you've forgotten that you are solar system sailor princesses. Uh, and this is your true power. And then a new Holy Grail shows up, which kind of looks like a fusion of the old Grail and the Kaleido Moonscope. 
because I was looking at it, I was like, that's not the Holy Grail we saw in the last arc. Oh, yeah. But they're like, that's the Holy Grail! And all of the Senshi, like, rem- like remember that they are princesses of their own planets, and they call mm-hmm. out to individual castles of those planets. So, like, Venus is Magellan Castle, uh, Mars is Phobos and Deimos, uh, Saturn's is Titan. I don't remember all of them, because it's a lot. I've got them right here. It's, uh, Mercury calls out Mother Planet, Mercury, Mariner Castle, Mm. Mars, Phobos Deimos Castle, Jupiter, Io Castle, Venus, Magellan Castle, uh, Uranus, Miranda Castle, Neptune, Triton Castle, and Pluto, Charon Castle. Uh, oh, Saturn, Titan Castle, and then Chibiusa is, like, Crystal Palace of the 30th century. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's it's pretty great. Um, it's marvelous. And uh, it's just lovely. And they send that power to Sailor Moon. And she becomes, at last, Eternal Sailor Moon. Yes. And it's so fun. Like, one thing I adore about... Naoko Takeuchi is this it seems like there's this lack of fear of coming across as silly mm-hmm. you know everything's done in earnest because it's like out of the blue it's like you know these are your sailor power guardians you know like the names are very silly mm-hmm. it's like you know we are the solar system sailor princesses solar system sailor princesses and they have sailor power guardians inside them like, those are all very silly names. And then all of this awesome, you know, all of this awesomeness leads up to an attack, which again, all her attacks, all their attacks are word salad, you know? <laughs> How dare you? There's a Love l- and beauty shock is not world word salad. Okay, most of their attacks, like, <laughs> it, it, this How is a lot of How can you come into salad. my house and insult world shaking like this? I'm not insulting it. I'm <laughs> saying I adore this. I love that she can just unabashedly throw these in there because that's how she likes it. You know? Yeah. There's and nothing I- wrong with that. How many writers, how many writers never get a story into print or out of their head because they're afraid of sounding silly? But she does it with so much earnest that you can't help but love these characters. And, like, this is an awesome moment. We, we, we're we getting a ton of silly word salad, but it's still a badass moment. It can be both, you know? Yeah, I think it helps, too, that, like, all of these words, for her, are foreign words. Like, this is all written out, if you look at the original Japanese version of these mangas, this is all written out in katakana because these are all borrowed English words. And, right. you know, it's, it, what is it, uh, like, Korean people will tell each other fighting to, like, as, yeah. like, a way to say, like, you know, keep, you know, you know, keep your head uh, up, like, try, like, work hard, you can do it, that sort of thing, uh, whereas, yeah. like, if you said that to a, per- to, like, an English-speaking person, like, a native English-speaking person, your reaction is, like, what are you like? What is that even? But fighting, fighting what? <laughs> no, you know, um, there was a story I had read where like one person like with this like Korean mix-up, where she was in a fight with her sibling, and 
her friend was like, you know, fighting, and it's just like, no, the the object of this is to not fight. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it's just one of those things where, like, languages will be used in different ways from the origin. Right, for sure, but at the same time, if I'm writing a character... If I'm writing a character that is supposed to be foreign or is using phrases from a foreign language, I might be I might be intimidated to do that because I'm going to feel the need to research the hell of, out of it so it doesn't so it doesn't come across as silly, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't really get caught up in the weeds here. She just kind of does her thing, and I appreciate that, you know. Because yeah. it does get translated. And, we, you know, they could have sat there and tried to, like, reword everything to try to make it sound uh, less word salad But they didn't. They just kind of left it as it is. And I, I think we're better for that, you know? 100%. And, I'm, and if it had been slightly less complicated, I think they absolutely would have done that for the English market. But considering how much editing they already had to do with it, they're like, this is fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's, this is fine. We can have this. Um, yeah. Because, you know, it's, again, targeted at kids, and, like, we didn't care. But. Yeah. Anyway, well, we get to Act good. 49, uh-huh. and we have Eternal Sailor Moon fully awakened. She summons a new weapon called the Eternal Tiara and calls on Silver Moon Crystal Power. So all of the sense she call out their respective crystal powers, so Mercury crystal power, Mars crystal power. It's powers. a big staff. It's big. It's, 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 it's. You could club someone to death it, with that staff. It's like, so with her arm fully extended into the air, it looks like it's probably her, her height plus the length of the, plus the length of her arm. It's very big and it's very cool. And I'm a big fan. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So all of a sudden she sends their crystal power to her. Uh, Tuxedo Mask is like, whatever, like, if I do have the golden crystal, you know, like, let whatever power I have go to her as well. And the golden crystal comes out. And I do want to say that I finally, like, looked up to see if the golden crystal was called something else in Japanese. And it's not. It, it's in Katakana, literally, Goruden Kristar. So. Oh. So there I was like, go. okay, so it's not like, like the Gin Suisha, like the Gin is, means silver in Japanese. So I was like, is this the Kin Suisha for like, like the golden for, version? For gold. And yeah. Right. It's like, nope, nope. It's just the golden, golden. crystal. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so that, that comes they out all... and yeah. she does her first starlight honeymoon therapy kiss. See, this is what I'm talking about. It's, it's a so really dumb. awesome moment. Everybody is generating their powers. Everybody is calling upon their crystals. Even Mamoru is, is, you know, summoning his own powers from this crystal that he's never really, no, never really knowingly tapped into before. And it all culminates in starlight honeymoon therapy kiss. It's like, yes, all the word salad. Let's do it. It's great. I it read that great. unironically. It's great. I love it. <laughs> and it's this awesome attack and we have we get to see Nehelania's face all giant and yeah. And, and then and, and then an interesting thing happens because like Nehelania was like giant size to use the Ginsui show to kill everybody. Um and so she melts 
And as she melts, it reveals zirconia, which is like, is zirconia like the real form of Nihelenia? This part confused me. This part confused me too. Um, I'm not entirely sure what's happening here. Yeah. Okay. No, as long as you were confused. I think. No, I was definitely confused also. My only guess is, um, you know, Nehalenia wasn't able to leave the mirror, mm-hmm. but Zirconia was. Mm. So I, I'm wondering if Zirconia was an aspect of Nehalenia all along. Oh, uh, that would be interesting. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm guessing. I mean, she does act and behave as a servant to her, mm-hmm. but... That's that's where it still kind of throws me. It's just like the be- the behavior there. Yeah, but, it's di- um, it's different because anyway. But uh, I think I think that's the gist. I think that's the idea behind it. That that was her all along. That's an aspect of her, and yeah. uh, as beautiful because like uh, zirconia is this um, ugly monstrous old hag. And Nehalenia is just this stunning beauty. So uh, I think that's the point. It's just underneath all of that, she was just this uh, monstrous hag after all, you know? Right. And Zirconia does a thing that is very similar to Queen Beryl, but without the obsessiveness. She reaches out to Mamoru and says that she should have. she was the one who should have married him so that way she could rule over the moon and the earth because he's the prince of earth. But unlike Beryl, who was like, in obsessive love with Prince Endymion, Draconia was just like, I needed you to legitimize my rule. Right. It was, uh, that, that came out of left field for me, and I'm like, what? Yeah, um, it was like, there has been nothing at all been no- in these past. Yeah, there's been no implications. Uh, but okay. <laughs> like, okay, sure, I guess. Uh, yeah. She gets put back in the mirror, uh, and then we as the reading audience get to see the cage around Helios disappear. Uh, and then Yay. the eclipse is lifted. Light is restored. People who were collapsed in the streets are getting up and like, what is happening? Like what happened? Like, they're just like, whatever, I'm just going to go about my normal business. Uh, and then meanwhile, uh, eternal sailor moon is remembering when she was like four or five ish like, crying to Queen Serenity about a nightmare induced by horror stories told by her guardians. So it's like, so nothing's really changed in a thousand years. Uh-huh. You know, in the way they treat her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Queen Serenity comforts her and tells her that she has, like, a light shining inside of her, and she needs to keep it burning um, so that it can protect not only her, but the people around her. Uh we then see that Helios's body is restored from the cursed form of the Pegasus into his normal boy form. And Eternal Sailor Chibi Moon, because that's what she is now, Eternal Sailor Chibi Moon, uh, has come up to him and is like, and then wakes him up with the kiss. It's adorable. It's very cute. She's like, I don't want you to die. And like Diana's like hovering in the background and she kisses him and then her own crystal. So instead of the borrowed Ginsuisha from her mom in the future, the pink moon crystal appears and Helios opens his eyes and looks at her and he realizes that Shibi Moon is the maiden that he was looking for in his revelation. And it's very cute. Yeah, it's adorable. It's just very cute. Also, just a quick moment. 
I I just want to um I appreciate the reversal of tropes um which Sailor Moon does a lot where um mm-hmm. this entire time Helios has been the the princess in the tower you know and, and yeah he is the prince in the tower and the princess woke him with a kiss and it's cute and I like I don't think it has any profound meanings per se but it's adorable um. <laughs> I really and and that's one of the things that I really love about Sailor Moon is that it's often the women who have to save the men yeah you know it's just yeah. nice to see that happen and like no one's no one's threatened by that it's just like well she's more powerful so of course she saves you and they don't really comment on it. I mean, it's there, but they don't. Nobody is sitting there in the background. You don't have um, a Greek choir where where somebody's sitting there like, "Wow, she woke. She just woke the prince. Shouldn't it be the the prince waking the princess? You know, there's nothing like that mm-hmm. going on, which would be yeah. so obnoxious. Yeah. But there's so many things that that just can't help but do that that's like by the way let me point out to you how how we're being different you know um it just happens it's just part of the story that's just how the story goes and it's cute um it's very cute and then chibi moon is like you know because now he's alive and she tells him to come back outside from um this from the sanctuary and we get another two-page spread that i really wish was in color because he comes out and he sees Elysion completely restored with beautiful fields. And I'm just like, I know there's no color version of this and it kills me. <laughs> it's so heartbreaking to know that I can't see that in color. And it's it's really cute because you can't help but wonder, you know, he's been in this place controlled by these, this darkness. How long has it been since he's been able to step into the light? And it's really cute having Chibiusa just like beckoning him, like "Come on, come on, come on," and then stepping out into the light. It's really cute. It's beautiful, and then um, he sees the tuxedo mask has like the golden crystal is out, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Ah, so you did find it." And then he summons King Endymion's staff, so the staff that we see King Endymion hold in the future comes out, and he hands it to Tuxedo Mask, and the golden crystal sits on top of it, and then both Tuxedo Mask and Eternal Sailor Moon holding like the eternal tiara and this and the king and demian staff turn into their future selves essentially like he he's wearing the lavender tuxedo she's wearing the queen she's wearing the princess serenity dress um full it's circle. great yeah. full circle all of the senshi you know there's another swoosh and instead of their eternal forms they're all wearing the princess gowns again um the king and queen raise their staffs. The soldiers are standing behind them. The human cats are standing behind the soldiers. And they're like, it feels like a coronation. It's beautiful. I wish this was in color. Yeah, it's it's a really cool scene. And then, um, and then Saturn comes forward and she kneels down and presents the, the four um, orbs that represents the Amazonas Quartet. Yes. And um, pleads with, uh, you know, Princess uh, Serenity to um, to use to her restore power them to them. their true form. Yeah, and then we find out something really cool that they're senshi in their own rights that represent asteroids. Yeah, so it's really great because Neo Queen Serenity purifies purifies these orbs, and they emerge, but instead of 
you know, their circus forms. We get them in sailor suits. It's great. And they're the asteroid senshi. And so I found this was really similar to, like, the Shitano, where, like, they're trapped in rocks like the Shitano are. Um, yeah. But they're senshi, and they're the asteroid senshi. So we have Sailor Ceres, Sailor Juno, Sailor Vesta, and Sailor Pallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're all named, these are all actual asteroids in the asteroid belt. Um, Ceres is about the same size as Pluto, so it's classified now as a dwarf planet, I think. Uh, this is, this is why I feel like people will, I have friends that will fight me where I'm like, Pluto is a planet, like, Ohana means family, and family means no one gets left behind. And they <laughs> counter with like, okay, well, Ceres is as big as Pluto, is, is Ceres part of the family? And... I never really have an answer to that, because I'm like, no, she can't be, because she's one of the asteroids that she... (laughs) 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 So all of my logic is just like, no, 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 like, it has to fit within, like, the context of Sailor Moon, and if it doesn't, then it doesn't count. (laughs) It's fine, it's fine. Well, see, it works out because Pluto travels through time, so she can be both one of the future asteroids and one of the the past um, planets since she at the same time. You fixed so much for me. <laughs> <laughs> you fixed it all. It it there. counts. Yeah. Um, it's very great. So, like, the asteroids and she come out, and they reveal that um, they have been asleep in the Amazon in their orbs, waiting for the time that they need to awaken for the person they're supposed to protect, who is, surprise, surprise, Sailor Chibi Moon. Yay! But, unfortunately, the dead moon found them first and corrupted them and turned them into... Vespa, Sarasere, Palapala, and Jinjin. Uh, but they're like, yeah, this isn't the time for us to awaken yet. And so Saturn comes forward and she's like, that's okay. We will protect her until then. Mm-hmm. And it's so sweet. So they go back to sleep in their little orbs and presumably back to the Amazon. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we don't know where, unpar- but they're gone now. They're sleeping. They're gone. They're sleeping. They're waiting to be awake. And Chibi Moon like, sees this and she's like, oh, so I'm going to be a real full-fledged guardian in my own right. And part of me is like, honey, you have been for, like, two seasons. Yeah. It's like, honey, you've been a sailor guardian this whole time. <laughs> You're in an eternal form. Yeah. But, uh, um, but I, And she anyway. also makes references to when she becomes a proper lady. And I think the whole point is, the whole thing is Chibiusa's arc is a coming-of-age arc. You know, you Mm. as the reader, as a child, is supposed to identify with her, you know? And um, it's kind of this, she is not as significant as her mother yet. She's not as powerful, she's not, um, she doesn't have as much control of what happens around her. But she'll get there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's going to be, like, a moment when it's, like, Chibiusa is a woman now, or Sailor Chibi Moon is a is a soldier now. It's something that gradually happens, you know? And I think mm-hmm. that's that's what she's looking at, you know? It's very sweet, in any case. Yeah. Um, and then Helios is like, uh, all right, ty- like, get the hell out of my house. Uh, that's, not how it, that's not what he says. <laughs> With a big smile on his face. With a big smile um, on his face, he's like, "All right, get the fuck out." Um, like, okay. <laughs> um, but he's like, "It's time for you guys to go back to the surface," and he summons his steed, which is the Pegasus, the same Pegasus that he was trapped in the form of. 
So uh, I guess the curse trapped him inside of his mount's body. Yeah, or something. I guess. It, or it, something it, like that. It's never made clear, but he takes them back to the surface, and, you know, they all bid goodbye, and Shibuya is like, I want you to be my, I hope you're my prince one day. Yeah, well, she kind of decides it, so she watches him, and it's like, it's a prince riding on a white steed, but it's like, no, girl, you're the prince, he's the princess, you gotta, gotta get over <laughs> that. Anyways, but yeah, she's like, you know, well, we see each other again, and it's like, yes, of course we'll meet again in the future, you know. Right. Um. Someday in the future. Yeah, the frames, yeah. the way it's translated here, the line is, Someday in the future, when I've become a real young lady, Helios will be my prince. Yeah. So Helios is, is betrothed to the princess now because she's decided it. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Helios is betrothed to Chibi Moon. He doesn't know it yet, but... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, you're going to have to leave your priestly lifestyle behind. You're a prince now. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Now you get to hang out with Mamoru all the time. Can you imagine how delighted Mamoru would be, like King and Demian? It's just like, oh. yay! Yeah. Now you get to hang out all the time. Be bros. They'd have fun. That'd be they cute. They would. Honestly, they'd be it an would... adventures. The mini adventures. It would be nice. He'd be like, yay, this is so lovely. I get to have a friend all of my own. His only uh... guy friend. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, so Helios leaves. Uh, Mamoru is remarking about how warm the golden crystal feels because he's never like really realized it was there, and uh-huh. you know tells that to Usagi, and she turns to him and says that everybody has a star inside of them to help them realize their dreams, to protect each other, and to keep fighting, and that we should all work to keep the star shining. And. That's how it, that's how it ends. That's how this arc ends. It's so pretty. And it really, there's so many good shots of all the senshi. It really does feel like a send-off. You know, this would have yeah. been a good send-off. Um, this would have been a perfect ending arc. I genuinely thought this was an ending arc. And then I was like, oh no, there's another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, it's so sweet. It's so beautiful. It ends in a really lovely way. Um, a lot I of- wish this entire chapter had been in color. Oh yeah, that would be cute. And we we made it to the end of the this arc of the manga. Yeah, um, we did. That's it. That's the end of that's the end of the dream slash dead moon arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's com- it's completed now. We we finished it. Do you have anything else to say before I start to lead us out? Well, it's just it's such a pretty arc. Um, it really does have a uh, it. It's really amazing to me how good it was at spotlighting um, the senshi without, you know, we were talking about the anime, how it was juggling too many characters, you know, and it was kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, Takeuchi sensei, she does so much with so little, like when there's reaction shots Every individual senshi has kind of a consistent way of responding to things. So even when they're not necessarily, their body language, their their facial expressions, you can tell their personality, their personalities just come through the character. Um, even, mm-hmm. even if they don't have like a prominent speaking part, even if they don't have like a prominent highlighted moment, 
you can stop and and follow like if you wanted to just follow Jupiter, you know, go through all the frames with Jupiter, you see her personality come through and it's going to be distinct from um like Mercury, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I just I adore that. There's just this little attention to detail that whoever whoever your favorite is, you know, you could sit there and zero in on them and and see that coming through. Um, so it, it does feel like a good send off. Um, we get to see all the senshi working together. We sit to see them at their best. There are times in this arc where there's a highlight, you know, we get, we get each of the four have their own little mini story within it, you know, as mm-hmm. we emphasize on the four as they unlock their, their crystals. And then we have the, um, the outers have their moment when we come back to them. I'm glad they waited to come back to the outers because we got a chance to focus on the inner senshi and then we pivoted to spend time with the outer senshi and then they married the two groups together. And that was great. Everybody got a little bit of time. Mamoru got time. We got expansion on Mamoru. We've never seen before. We found out about, we found out more about his past. We found out more about his castle. We even met his priest, you know, because it seemed like his whole entourage was gone after the, um, the, um... The Shitano died. The Shitano died, right. But, uh, now we have this. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just really great how it all came together. And, uh, everybody got some, some time. Everybody got a moment. And, and then they got to work together as a team, you know? Yeah, there wasn't so much of that resentment like that did pop up in uh, the Infinity Arc, where it was just like, you know, who the hell do you think you are? It was just, oh uh, my god, all, yeah, it's just we're all working together. Yeah, because <laughs> that existed even in the in, even in the manga. Like obviously, I... it was very prominent in the anime, but like even in the manga, you know, the inners were like, uh, who the hell do you think you are? Like coming yeah. in and telling us what to do, you know. I'm still just never going to get over the anime. It's like, you have to prove that you are worthy of being our princess. It's like, excuse me? No, she doesn't. Get the... Didn't she just save the planet? Get the right. out of here. Oh. Anyways. Um, it's just like, um... Yeah, but but yeah, no, it's it's so good. It's such a great arc. Um it spends so much time with everybody and it gets to show them kind of at their best. And there's a lot of fantastic word salad, um, to enjoy. (laughs) And yeah, it's, it's been really fun. We, we've had a couple arcs that have been a little bit rough, especially with the anime, a little bit rough to get through. Yeah. Um, Like the black, the black moon arc was definitely, I think plot wise in the manga was the roughest. And I think largely that's because, Oh, we have to rush this. Because, you know, more has been ordered. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. uh, that was probably the least fleshed out of all of them. But when you look at the, the Dream arc and uh, the Infinity arc, there's clearly a lot more attention to detail. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot more work put into these. And it's been a trip rereading these because I'm like, oh, I fully don't remember that happening. I don't remember anybody saying that, like... Saturn being like, oh, yeah, there was, like, an evil thing that I missed. Um, Yeah. I was just like, has this always been there? (laughs) 
Yeah, I there's so much I didn't remember either, and it was it that was another thing I wanted to say. I loved how much this arc expanded the lore, expanded mm-hmm. the um kind of the cosmology of of the Sailor Moon universe, and mm-hmm. and revisited that past life. You know, because really this entire this entire story of Sailor Moon comes on the back of there was a kingdom that existed and it fell and those those mm-hmm. the princess of that and her guardians were reborn into this world to protect it so that there's never a fall like that again you know and right. they they're reborn so they have the opportunity to live and be happy and fall in love you know mm-hmm. um and we focus so much on the present that uh after the first arc we we barely visit that. So it's really cool to be like, to come back to that, to see some of those characters again, to see Queen Serenity, her mother. Right. So. Cause like the last two arcs have been very future focused, obviously. Cause like black right. all takes place in the future. And then with S slash infinity, it's them being like, something has changed and the future will be altered and we have to put things back on track. Yeah. Uh, and in this one, it's just kind of like, oh, there's still some unfinished business from the past life. Yeah. Yeah. And and then it's neat because it didn't forget about all the future stuff because we still had to be used to there. And then at the very end, we see, uh, you know, Usagi and um, uh, Mamoru become Serenity and, and Endymion, the future versions of them, you know. And it's kind of this arc showing that this promise that was made, this promise of this silver millennium is about to be fulfilled, which it isn't Mm -hmm. because now we have the stars arc, but. (laughs) Well, I mean, um, if you were, if you recall that when Chibiusa appears, uh, we do get a timeline on when Usagi and Mamoru get married, have their baby and ascend like properly ascend the throne and yeah. it's when usagi is 22 yeah yeah but it it, so, it just feel the way they have it laid out and the way they're coming into their powers it mm-hmm. feels like that's what they're leading up to it's just like this is the transition this is the transitioning from the present to this future you know yeah so but yeah um i think that's about all i've got to say until we get through the anime let's hope the anime's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do know that the ending theme song is a banger, and I never skip it. Okay. I never skip that ending theme. I listen to it every time. So uh, you do have that to look forward to. Rishiku Ikimasho is genuinely, I think, the best Sailor Moon. So you're, so you're saying even if the episodes aren't good, I can at least look forward to when they end? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, like, if you're like, I, like, that left a bad taste in my mouth, just jam out to Rishiku Ikimasho. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, like, it's not gonna fix everything, but it'll help. It'll help. It'll help. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you want to close this out? Sure. Um, so, for everybody, we're going to be taking a short break between this episode and our next episode for when we start the Sailor Moon Super S anime because my health stuff is flaring up again and I need to pay attention to it. Me so too. Better, 
Yeah, and then like Kim stuff has started up again. So we're going to take a short break to kind of recalibrate um, and prepare ourselves for uh, the shenanigans that Super S will undoubtedly bring. Uh, because mm-hmm. while my memory is not perfect, I definitely remember shenanigans. <laughs> so Yay. Yeah, so please be patient. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Pod. Or contact us through email at oshiokiothepodcast at gmail.com. If you really want some information from us while we are on hiatus, that's where you can find us. As always, thanks to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork. Please rate and review us wherever you find us. Or, tsukini gawate! Oshiokiothepodcast!